Welcome to Fortitude at Work, a podcast all about building your mental and emotional strength. Pull up a chair and join in the chat with your hosts, Leanne and John. Let's talk all things that put fortitude to work for you. Well, that was that was actually a pretty intense session and you took us where I didn't want to go. I, I did dominate a bit. Sorry about that. I was carrying on with all my, you know, hairy, fairy, tree-hugging stuff. Yeah, you were. But yeah. to be honest... Um, you're actually, I think you're spot on. And I didn't realise that until after my billy goat days. And in fact, probably months teaching at uni and I've just been having this conversation with Jerry and talking about how my values, realising that my values at billy goat were actually, one of them was about being able to give local people uh, employment mm-hmm. and... Um, and that was really important to me and I was very proud of that and I saw that as part of my, the reason for Billy Goat was that there was many people on the Central Coast that would benefit. That was a core value, wasn't it, to, to do that for the locals? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, of course, when the business slowed and I had to make people redundant, that's when I actually realised, well, it wasn't even then, to be honest. Yeah. I had to make people redundant and having those conversations and we were just talking about all of this and having those conversations was that, dreadful. That hit hard. That hit really yeah. hard. Yeah. And it actually wasn't until years later that I realised that the reason that I ended up, one of the reasons, it was, you know, there was a number, but one of the reasons why I ended up having that breakdown was because I was so in conflict mm. to what my values were. Yeah. Like I, I was forced and perhaps in hindsight, you know, just like we talked about today, it is, you know, I've teased you about it being tree-hugging, but it actually is um, a really, this is probably the most valuable episode we've done so far because I think in hindsight, if I had actually acknowledged that um, sharing the opportunities with others, so employing people, local people on the coast so that they could stay on the coast and work, was a really important value when I started Billy Goat. Yeah. Cool. If I'd actually real like written that down somewhere, maybe I might have been a bit more prepared for um, having talks and making people redundant. Yeah. Because I would have known, okay, this is actually in conflict. Yeah, you would have seen it in writing. So you would have seen that one of my core values is about supporting locals. Um, and if you'd had that in writing, then you would have. It's the second you had to make someone redundant, and you felt that bind inside you would go, oh, this is my core value being challenged like you wouldn't believe yeah. that's going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, but, you, but you'd be able to connect it. Yeah. Because it's in your business plan, in, yeah, like, the values of the business. And I actually didn't realise that that was a contributor to me not coping until years later mm. when I was talking about exit plans yeah. and aligning and value, you know, aligning your values to uni students. Yeah. at the University of Newcastle. And then it actually dawned on me it's linked to one of those journeys for me was linked to my need to recruit people locally and give local people jobs and then having to let local people go almost killed me. So another, another it sends the point home that when you do a business plan, it is good for you to have that direction, but it is also something you can refer to when you are challenged on your core values of your business. Yeah. So maybe, you know, it's been good to steer off this path. You've hijacked it, but, hey, look, here we are. Yeah. I'm just here for decoration and 
and the odd, <laughs> odd words of wisdom. Yeah. And also being humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good stuff. All right, let's get on with uh, the rest of the day. Yep. Okay, we need to swap papers now because I need this. Okay. So that I can look wise as we talk about wisdom. Okay, we, we're happening, are we, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. so season two. Season two, episode, episode six. No. Seven. Seven. Episode seven. We're okay. powering through. We are. Go us. Yeah. Okay. So, welcome back. Yep. How are How you? How are you? I'm well. You? I'm very well. Wonderful. Thank you for asking me. Hmm, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> very well. Yeah. Um, so, in this episode, I wanted to talk about wisdom. And the reason that I want to talk about wisdom is because of something else that's come up in my research, is this value of wisdom mm. in micro-business and... I just love I love the word. Mm. It's just gorgeous and I think it's a very old-fashioned word, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's yeah, nice. I don't think we actually refer to it enough. Yeah, it has um, it has um, a nice feeling. It has trust and experience and Yeah. Yeah, almost a bit of a spiritual connection to wisdom, isn't there? Yeah. 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 I I had um I had one of the interviewees say to me as part of our, you know, conversation in the interview, um, I've, you know, in my 10 plus years of being in business, I've come to realise that I no longer need to be the sage on the stage. Hmm. And I just love that because I think it just captures, um, it's kind of a juxtaposition against I'm wise enough to know that I don't have to be wise all the time. It's good, and this is part of what you, clever, when you when you speak. Actually, you gave my business a plug in the last episode around my counselling business. So, what Fortitude at Work? How does that? How do we get in contact with you to speak? Fortitudeatwork.com.au. Okay. Fortitude at Work. I'll say it to the camera. Fortitudeatwork.com.au. And what do you do? What do you do? Look, I do a lot of keynote speaking. Yep. Thanks for asking me, John. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of keynote speaking either with um, organisations that have lots of small business um, members. So maybe it's an association that's got lots of small businesses as part of their membership. And so we might talk about what are the things that you can do to um, stay, to work well, Hmm. you know, to to be mentally healthy at work, to cope with the really tough times. Or I might um, work with organisations that just want a better understanding Yep. of what's going on in small business and what are the challenges and um, how can they better support their small business customers. So I tend to do keynotes, I guess, in those areas. And what's most exciting, though, about the work that I do now is I've got such rich insight into um, small business. Thank you to my PhD. Thank you so much for the opportunity, it's almost like University wi- of Newcastle. It's almost like wisdom. Yeah, it's almost like wisdom. Isn't I've got it? this wisdom. Okay. Um, to be able to share, yeah. you know, really what's at the crux of it. Fortitude at work.com.au. Thank you. Mm. Thanks, Johnny. So I wanted to talk a little bit about wisdom today because I don't think that we acknowledge it enough. And um, I, firstly, I guess I wanted to give a bit of a definition of what wisdom actually is because so often we tend to associate wisdom with age. So, you know, if I'm old, if I'm, you know, if I'm in my twilight years. The autumn years. Then suddenly I become this wise guru. And I, and I think perhaps Western philosophy does this so much better than 
um, oh, sorry, Eastern philosophy, sorry, mm. does this so much better than Western mm. approaches to age and aging. I think in Eastern philosophies, we do have that notion of the, the Buddha and the wise person who mm. does have a high degree of wisdom. Would you agree? Yes, although um, age isn't always it. I agree. Um, you can, we're not all um, ignorant and useless until we turn 50. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> That's right. uh, some, some, some have a lot of life experience and have experienced a lot of stuff in their early years and have to grow up very quickly and, and, um, and they, they gain a lot of wisdom very young. Mm. Yeah. I totally agree. So, and certainly that's what the research actually um, posits or argues mm. is that wisdom isn't necessarily age-related. Mm. It can be, mm. but it's more likely to be life experience-related. Yep. So I might be a young person who's had an extensive amount of life experience and I become wise in those areas. Mm. Street smart. Yeah, street smart. Yeah. Likewise, too, though, I might have a lot of, um, you know, uh, life experience, but I'm just not wise. That's true. That's true. I just don't actually get it. You weren't listening. No. You weren't watching. You just keep keep doing the same things over and over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. We, you know, we just sort of don't really learn. Mm. And, in fact, when we look at what what does wisdom, and, and look, I'll, I'll just show you I've got a very boring um, research paper here. What's well, not boring to me, but it's probably boring to everyone else. But you can see here that um, I've made <laughs> yeah. just bringing along my homework. Yeah. Okay, bringing yeah. along my homework. But um, one of the things that um, they talk about when it comes to wisdom is not only about having um, an awareness of the experience and processing that experience from your own perspective. But it actually says about using that experience um, in future application for the benefit of yourself or others. Mm. So in other words, it's the wise use of that learning yeah. and what that actually means. And the reason that I wanted to talk about it today was because I just don't know that we think that we give ourselves enough credit and I'm talking from a micro-business um, perspective, but I know you'll talk more, more broadly. Mm. I just don't know that we give ourselves enough credit for the life experience that we've had yeah. in life. And should we do that? Like, why do we stop trusting ourselves? Well, I think it's around confidence. So, and that is and belief in self. Um, we experience so much stuff in our lives and we're like sponges. Um, and we have filters, I know. But all of this experience does get in like liquid into this chalk not everyone's going to get that reference no, <laughs> i do though no, good good um, so it, it gets in um and when you are about to make decisions or about to um, move your business to a different level as they say and your self-doubt comes in um, we often forget what we know and we know a lot of stuff yeah and and we don't know everything ever yeah um, but we know a lot of stuff so trying to remember that at times of self-doubt, that there is some wisdom from experience will help your confidence. And perhaps it goes back to mindfulness as well. So being aware of the, the, the talk that's going on in your head. So yep. can I give you, you've heard this story before, but maybe it's worth sharing. Hmm. So when I was young, I always wanted to have a horse, always loved horses, but my family, we couldn't afford a horse. 
but it never stopped me from asking. Hmm. So regularly I would be saying to my mum and dad, can we please, you know, buy a horse? I really want one. And they'd say, no, no, we can't. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. Fair enough. And then as um, I grew up and I went on to very senior um, roles in um, corporate life, which is what I was doing before I met you. I was mm. just a workaholic. So yeah. very senior roles in corporate life. I used to do these retreats with um, leaders of large organisations and we'd go off-site and we'd spend a week talking about leadership and management and a whole range of things. And we'd go to these absolutely gorgeous country locations because we want to take people out of their workspace. And quite often on these locations, there would be you know, fields with horses around. And so... In the breaks, I would take apples down to the paddocks and feed the horses. And I can remember one day um, somebody said to me, who'd walked down with me to the paddock, my goodness, why, you know, you love horses so much. You're still telling me that you go out riding. Why don't you go and buy your own horse? And my first response to them was, oh, no, we can't afford it. And you're a grown up now. That's right. Making your own money. In your own place. <laughs> That's right. And you just went straight to we can't afford old it. Old habits, right? Old talk, right. Yeah. old self-talk. Yeah. And that's exactly right. So I took a moment to reflect and went exactly that. Hang on a second. Mm. I'm actually independent. I'm earning very good money now. I'm doing my own thing. I'm an adult. I'm a grown-up. And I want a horse. I want a horse. Yeah. And I went out and got one. Yes, you did. And then I fell off it. You but did. anyway. No, you didn't. What was that first? The first horse was... Um, yeah, oh, okay, good. I can't remember his name. Spot. Spotty. Spotty, Spotty was it? Spotty, I think okay. it was or something like that. Patch or something. No, it wasn't. Anyway, thanks okay. for sidetracking the conversation. It was just important. That I should remember the name of your first horse. You wanted it for so long <laughs> and you don't even remember the horse's name. Sunny. It wasn't Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep. I'm going to be keep on this side track until we get the name of this horse. <laughs> it was Patch. Or no, it was a like white that. horse, and you got it from Matcham. Yes, I did. And and it's and it, why do you remember this, but you can't remember how I have my coffee of a morning? It's strange. Why? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Let's get back to wisdom. Got it. Um, and the reason, though, that I've told that story is because sometimes we habitually fall back into old patterns and old ways of thinking Mm. when in fact we've had like years of further life experience Mm. since those old patterns. Would you agree? Yes. Well, the the, the head talk is, it gives us all the trouble, right? So it's our confidence, our um, stress, uh, when we worry about the future, when we give too much time to the past, we're missing out on the present. Right. So yeah, all of that head talk causes all types of strife. Yeah, right. And if you can, like you said, with mindfulness, grab a quick gap and yeah. say, hang on a second. Yeah. I'm a grown-up. I can get my own horse. Yeah. Right? Um, I've had a lot of experience. I actually know a lot about that subject. Right. It's not everything about that subject, but I know a lot of it, and I sh- and, and I, it has value. Right. I have value. Exactly. And I think, too, it's about thinking more broadly about our capabilities. Yeah. And who we are and what we do and being able to say, well, let me give you an example. I had um, I had a person that I spoke to in my research mm. who was going through a particularly challenging time in their business but who said to me, you know what, 
times are really tough, but I've gone through challenging times before, not related to business. I've gone through a divorce. Mm. I've gone through loss. Yeah. I've gone through losing my house. Yeah. I've, I've survived all of that, so I know... I, sound, I, I, I can survive this. My, my CV of life experience says I have a bit of resilience here. Right. Yes. So um, why am I so concerned that I may not get through this storm when I've got through so many before? That's right. And yeah. it doesn't have to be the exact same storm. It's mm-hmm. about my resilience. Yeah. So it doesn't matter the context or the, or the example, the situation. Yeah. I've proven to myself. And I think what I found in my research was that those um, small business, micro business owners who were able to remember mm. a time when it was tough in the past mm. and then were able to say, you know what, I've got 10 years of challenges behind me. Mm. This is nothing. Yeah. Um, who was able to say that. Yeah. Or I'm, I've got coping strategies, or I've tried this before. Um, definitely came across as less stressed yep. and a lot calmer and, and better able to cope. So they trusted their own wisdom. They, they and they remembered. Mm. They actually remembered. And I wrote this down the other day because I think that's a key benefit of mm. being in a micro business. I think this is a real positive. Mm. When I'm a micro business owner or a sole trader, I keep my memory like I keep my corporate memory yeah I keep my business memory you do maybe you know you diarize things journaling is so good we're going to get off track I don't want to no that's fine I'm still trying to remember the name of the horse (laughs) (laughs) journaling like writing down your experience somewhere even voice recording voice memos journaling is so good because you keep your memory yeah but when I think about my days, for example, as a corporate, very senior manager in very large organisations mm. where I worked like crazy, yeah. but if you were to go to those organisations today and say, can you tell me what Leanne Faulkner did? No. Well. Nobody's going to remember. No. But you keep that, you keep that wisdom with you. Yes, I can keep that context. But from a corporate perspective, we risk the losing you know the corporate memory we risk it as yeah. people leave organizations knowledge management we yeah. don't always keep the knowledge old, management they call, it, they call it old heads so yeah you've got the old heads and the young heads and if you lose too many old heads then you you lose that wisdom yeah but yeah. the benefit of being my own boss you're taking it with you and is that i can keep a record of things so that i can draw on my wisdom and say okay well the last time i lost a client Mm. the last time my biggest client went belly up Mm. and i lost them this is what i did and what you learned and what i learned and because i've survived that previously i'm going to bring that wisdom because one of the things that this Um, article talks about is the ability to be able to evaluate what happened in the past and use it in the present Mm. in a very wise way so because it's just me i can have a great corporate memory Mm. that never gets lost yep where i can go i've had that experience and now i i'm going to use it to survive this current experience one of the reframes or cbt reframes that you use for someone who is fearful or has just lost their job or their business um, is that they believe they've lost everything when in fact their greatest asset they haven't lost and that is them 
seven, right. and they start exactly. they start fearing for the future and say, well, what am I going to do now? I've, I don't have that job anymore. You say, well, what do you have? You have all those years of experience, all of that wisdom you have, and that is your value and your asset, and you still got it. Yeah. No one's taken that from you. So can we just talk about that a little bit more? Because when you're in overwhelm, you're in overwhelm. And we know that when, you're, when, I, when I'm stressed or I'm feeling anxious, the ability to think clearly mm. and have clarity mm. can be lost. Be, you know, my hormones are racing, yeah. chemicals going through my body, my brain can't think, I've got brain fog, I can't think clearly. Mm. And it really is at that time, though, that I want to be able to remember my wisdom yeah. and remember the things I've been through before to help me get through. So how do I, what are some of the strategies I can do to keep my my own, you know, corporate memory. I've touched on one, which is journaling. What mm. else do you think? Well, you, you, you're talking to the wrong person who's going to try and, you know, find a solution here. <laughs> um, uh, what I do is I trust that process. So if um, if you go through a period of, a huge period of self-doubt and overwhelm and um, fear um, and you feel like you're having a, a breakdown, then uh, the timing is right for you to feel it and to survive it and then to take your value forward from it. Yes. So, yes, you can, there's lots of strategies around breathing and around walking and around exercise. But in terms movement. of remembering how I've built my resilience in the past, mm. I might do things like well, journaling. You, well, you mentioned earlier with um, in the previous episode um, uh, was around uh, writing down your core values and beliefs and writing down your business plan. Yeah. So if you do have it in writing, you can refer to you that's right um and what's important to you in the written word yeah absolutely I, 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 there's just such a, i've i've journaled all through my phd process mm. and there's been such rich information and value that's come out of that mm. that i think um you know wisdom's an old-fashioned term and so is journaling or keeping a diary but gee yeah in terms of being able to draw on, you know, where I've had my strength in the past, mm. I really think it, it's an excellent tool. It's a, rem I, it's a reminder of just how wise you actually are. I think another tool is seeking out the people who perhaps knew you then oh. and who have a good memory and being able to say to them, you know, look, I'm, I'm really struggling with self-doubt at the moment mm. um, and, and finding those people who go, but I remember the last time you were... Mm doubting yourself and you came through yep. and this is what you did so yeah. or they were desperately impressed with just how amazing you were yeah yeah and yeah. they can remind you of that yeah they can remind you yeah. of that i think that's good i think other triggers as well so um perhaps i've put myself in an environment that triggers me to remember a time when i was strong and capable and able to do it so you know, we have those olfactory triggers. Maybe there's a perfume I smell where I go, I remember those days. Mm. Maybe I go to the beach and remember when I've been at the beach, I've had, you know, a, a happy, strong, forceful time. You know, like putting myself in environments that help to trigger memories yeah. of resilience. And remind you of your own value. Yeah. And wisdom. And wisdom. Mm. And I don't think we can ignore the value of wisdom when it comes to coping either at work mm. or on the day-to-day. -day. Mm. Remembering that you 
you know a lot of stuff. Yeah. You don't know everything and we continue yeah, learning. Yeah, that's good. But for today, yeah, today, I know a lot of stuff and that has value. Yeah. And uh, one of my values is to help others with that stuff. Yeah. So I feel good about me. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Mm. What a lovely chat. It's always wonderful. It's to always have chats. lovely, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Bye. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for your time today. Hope you got some great takeaways from our chats. If you'd like to know more about John and his counselling, go to johndiamond.com.au. If you'd like to know a bit more about Leanne and the work she does in the mental health of small business owners, go to fortitudeatwork.com.au. Don't forget, check the show notes for any additional information about support and resources specifically for small business owners.